I'm Ben Davies, and this is The Clear Money Mindset. Welcome to The Clear Money Mindset, providing you with help and tips to manage your money in a clear and intentional way. I'm your host and financial advisor, Ben Davies. At Davies Financial Sterling Mutuals, we want to provide you with meaningful tips to help you with your money. Well, today we are putting out a quick episode to give you the basic details on a brand new type of investment account. You've probably heard about it. It's the first home savings account. And as the name suggests, this is for first time home buyers who are looking for a way to save money to put towards their first home. Fidelity Investments is one of the first companies that has officially launched their first home savings account and we are able to provide that to clients. And we have to credit them today with a lot of the information we're giving you. They have a really great fact sheet on this. Uh, You can actually find this on fidelity.ca. This fact sheet offers the basic details on how the account works and how to use it. So let's walk through the details. The first home savings account is a new registered savings plan that aims to help Canadians save for their first home. The first home savings account offers a prospective first time buyer the ability to contribute up to $40,000 tax free. This part's really cool. Contributions to a first home savings account are tax deductible like an RSP. And like a TFSA, income and gains inside the first home savings account, as well as withdrawals towards the purchase of a first home, are tax-free. So this is a really neat account that combines the best of both worlds, provided you're using the funds for your first home. It brings the tax deductibility of the RSP and the tax-free growth of the TFSA together into one account. How can I know that I'm eligible for one of these accounts? Well, to be eligible to open FHSA, you must be an individual resident of Canada at least 18 years of age and not turning 72 or older in the year. And you must be a first time home buyer, meaning you or your spouse or common law partner did not own a qualifying home that you lived in as your principal residence at any part of the calendar year before the account is opened or the preceding four calendar years. So how do we put money into this? Contributions and deductions. Well, there's a lifetime contribution limit of $40,000 and an annual contribution limit of $8,000. I can only put a total of 40,000 into this, but I can only contribute $8,000 per year. And that's including the year 2023. You can carry forward up to $8,000 of your unused annual contribution room to use in a later year, subject to a lifetime contribution limit. So for example, if you open a first home savings account in 2023 and contribute $5,000, Well, you can contribute up to $11,000 in 2024 and carry forward amounts do not start accumulating until after opening the account. So this is important. You may not be able to put the first $8,000 in on the first year you open it, but it's definitely worth you opening it 
as soon as you can to start building up that contribution room over time. Because like I said, um, you can't go back and get contribution room for years you didn't actually have this account opened. It is possible to hold more than one first home savings account, but the total contribution amount to all FHSAs cannot exceed the annual and lifetime contribution limits. Annual contribution limits apply to contributions made within the calendar year. So unlike RSPs, contributions made within the first 60 days of a calendar year cannot be attributed to the previous tax year. So it's not like normal tax season. You can't pile money in between January and February and get a tax deduction for the year before. The money you put into the first home savings account only gives you a tax deduction in the year that you make it. But if you contribute to your first home savings account, you do not have to claim a deduction for that year. Like RSP deductions, you'll be able to carry forward undeducted contributions indefinitely and deduct them in a later year. So why would I want to do that? Well, maybe my income's fairly low right now, but I want to take advantage of this plan. But I want to save the tax deduction for a year where my income's higher. So you can make the contribution in this year, hold on to that deduction and apply it towards a later year where perhaps it would be more advantageous tax-wise. And it's a great idea to talk to your tax professional about what time or what year would be the best year to apply that deduction. So income and gains. We mentioned this before, but just a bit more in depth. Income as well as capital gains and losses earned in the first home savings account are not included in your annual income or deductible for tax purposes. So this means income and capital gains continue to grow and compound inside of the account on a tax-free basis. So what can I invest this in or what are the qualifying investments? very similar to a TFSA or an RSP. Uh, you can invest in things like mutual funds, exchange traded funds, publicly traded securities, government and corporate bonds, and guaranteed investment certificates. And just a proviso there, remember this is a first home savings account, so it's really important that you match the risk level of your investment with how soon you wanna buy the home. So you may not want to go 100% high risk on an account that you need the money on within the next couple of years. And I say may not, but I really mean you should not. That's not a great idea. So make sure when you're investing in this account that the investments are appropriate for the time horizon, meaning when do I need the money and your individual risk tolerance. You may be an aggressive investor by nature, but it may not be a great idea to have aggressive investments in this just in case you need the money and the market happens to be down. You don't want to have to sell low. The same prohibited investment rules and non-qualified investment rules applicable to other registered accounts will apply to the first home savings account. And these rules disallow non-arm's length investments and investments in assets such as land, shares of private corporations and general partnership units. So withdrawals and transfers, how do I get the money out and is it possible to move the money out of this plan at some point? So qualifying withdrawals to buy a home are tax-free. So this is, again, the really cool part of this plan. I get a tax break for putting the money in, the money grows tax-free 
uh, as the investments see income or capital gains, dividends, when I pull that money out, I pull it out tax-free as long as it's a qualifying withdrawal, which is to buy a home. Uh, so to qualify, a withdrawal needs to meet a few conditions. First, you have to be a resident of Canada from the time of the withdrawal to the acquisition of the qualifying home and first-time home buyer when you make the withdrawal. There is an exception to allow individuals to make qualifying withdrawals within 30 days of moving into a qualified home. Second, you must have a written agreement to buy or build a qualifying home before October 1st of the year following the year of withdrawal and intend to occupy the home as a principal residence within one year after buying or building it. Bit of a tongue twister, but you may have to go back 15 or 20 seconds and listen to that again. Lastly, the qualifying home must be a housing unit located in Canada. Funds left over after making qualifying withdrawal can be transferred to another first home savings account or an RSP or a registered retirement income fund. This will occur on a tax-free basis. So again, this is another big perk of this plan. The money you don't use can be rolled over into your RSP or a RIF um, on a tax-free basis. Now, when you pull that money out of the RSP or the RIF, you're obviously gonna pay income tax on that, but it allows you to defer the tax longer once transferred, the funds are subject to the rules of the applicable accounts, like I just said, including that the funds will be taxable when you withdraw them from the account. And withdrawals and transfers do not replenish first home savings account contribution limit. So unlike the TFSA, if I take money out in one year, I regain that contribution room the next year. With the first home savings account, once I take the money out, I'm not getting that contribution room back non-qualifying withdrawals will be included in your amount of income for the year of the withdrawal and taxes will be withheld so if you take this money out for any other reason than a first home uh, purchase then you're you're more than likely going to incur taxes on that the withdrawal will be seen as income so obviously this account is made to make your first home purchase as tax efficient as possible. So let's compare the first home savings account and the home buyer's plan that's available through your RSP. First home savings account withdrawals and withdrawals under a home buyer's plan can be made for the same qualifying home purchase. So you can actually take advantage of both things. Home buyer's plans withdrawals are bored from your RSP interest-free but they must be paid back within 15 years, whereas qualifying first home savings account withdrawals are tax-free and they do not need to be repaid. If you do not buy a home within the 15-year first home savings account limit, the funds can be transferred to your RSP tax-free before the end of the 15th year, where they can be later withdrawn under the home buyer's plan. Because a transfer of funds from a first home savings account to an RSP will not reduce your available RSP contribution room, you can effectively create more RSP room by starting to contribute to your first home savings account. That's another big perk of this plan. 
So how do we close the account? Well, the first home savings account must be closed by December 31st of the year you turn age 71 or by December 31st of the 15th anniversary of first opening the account if the funds have not been used to purchase a qualifying home or by December 31st of the year following the year of the qualifying withdrawal. Unused funds in the first home savings account can be transferred to an RSP or a RIF on a tax-free basis before the first home savings account is closed down. Or you can withdraw the money, but the withdrawal will be taxable. If a withdrawal is made to purchase a qualifying home, unused funds can be transferred to an RSP or a RIF on a tax-free basis until December 31st of the year following the year of the qualifying withdrawal. Unlike RSPs, um, you cannot attribute your contribution or your tax deduction to a spouse. It, it can only be counted towards you. And on death, you may designate your spouse as a successor holder. The surviving spouse would become the new holder immediately on death, so as long as they meet the eligibility criteria to open a first home savings account. Inheriting a first home savings account in this way would not impact your own personal contribution limits and would assume the surviving spouse's closure deadlines. If the surviving spouse is not eligible to open a first home savings account, amounts can be transferred on a tax deferred basis to their RSP or RIF or withdrawn on a taxable basis. If the beneficiary is anyone other than a spouse, the funds will need to be withdrawn immediately following death and paid to the beneficiary. Amounts paid will be included in the beneficiary's income and subject to withholding tax. So that was a lot, but long story short, that is the first home savings account and the basic details of it. And if you are saving to buy a home, this is something you should definitely look at. And we're here to help you open. You can email us at office at daviesfinancial.ca. You can give us a call here at the office at 226-221-9422. And we are here to help get this account open for you and make this investment as seamless as possible. So you can worry about finding the home you will love. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal, financial, or professional advice. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Sterling Mutuals, Inc. Mutual funds and ETFs provided through Sterling Mutuals, Inc. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the fun facts before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.